For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Hey there, it's Timmy Manor and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. My co-pilot, co-host and partner in crime is not here today, being little, he's uh. He's actually just frolicking along in the United States somewhere. I don't know where he is at the moment, but he's not in the studio. I know that. Our guest this week, but guys, is a very, very good guest. I'm excited to have him. Let me tell you a bit about him. He made his NRL debut in 2014 with the Cronulla Sharks. He would then go on to play seven years in the NRL, amassing over 110 games at that level, also representing New South Wales City and the mighty Lebanese Cedars. This guy is one of my favourite human beings. I'm so glad we got him on the show. Our guest in the spirit of sport is former NRL player, Michael Leisha. Michael, welcome. Ah, hey, Timmy Manor. How you going, <laughs> mate? Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, it is, it is very nice to hear your voice. Let's, uh, let's just quickly talk a bit of, a bit of uh, shop first. The uh, Lebanese Cedars this week beat the Irish. What do you yeah, think? What do you think? Man. I was just nah. seeing the boys celebrate and... I'm not gonna lie, mate. I had a bit of FOMO myself. Um, what do you, oh, you think oh, watching it? Well, I, so I spoke to you. I think uh, two or three weeks before their first game, and I was like, "Oh, I don't mind not going over, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." And then after watching them win, I had a lot of FOMO, and I was like, oh, "I wish I was a part of it." So, um, yeah, like when you get to see, I just reminded me of when we beat um, uh, France in 2017. So, uh, yeah, it was I was so happy for the boys and. Yeah. Um, I thought they went awesome the week before as well, to be honest. Uh, like, it was a close game against New Zealand. So, exactly. Um, everyone's, everyone's tipping New Zealand to be pretty much the favourite coming into the competition. And I thought our boys did very well to hold their own. Um, let's go back to that France game, though, in Canberra, 2017, the first game of the World Cup. Uh, you were playing that, Robbie Farrar, Michael Leash, uh, Mitchell Moses, myself, Alex Twal. Uh, Adam, a young Adam Dewey, a 17-year-old Adam Dewey, who was 18th man, gets a call up uh, because someone got injured, no, <laughs> got injured in the warm-up. Uh, warm-up, had it, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. so you get the call up. Um, oh, sorry, he got the call up, and he scored a, one or two tries. I know he scored one, and definitely... I killed it. He killed it. Yeah, and then, yeah. Um, the rest is history. But what were your, what was your fondest memories of that day? Oh, it's just unbelievable. I think... Um, you know, they they were all like pretty much Super League players, et cetera. And we had a, you know, we had a five or six of us that play NRL, but the rest were just, you know, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, bankers, just, you know, guys that hadn't really been playing footy much, just going to play local footy that year, just so they could play in the World Cup, just <laughs> stuff like that. And to, to come out and, um, you know, beat them, like, I know it wasn't obviously Australia or New Zealand or England, but, um, you know, at that stage, France were... You know, probably known as a, a bigger team than like yeah. Samara and Tonga and stuff like that. So, you know, we went out there and yeah, I just thought it was awesome that we got the win. And then, you know, we pushed it that 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 whole um, series. You know, that against England we went really well. Australia we held our own to the you know the last twenty that blew out a little bit. And then against Tonga we lost by two points. Robbed. And that were the big stories of the <laughs> that were the big stories of the um, World Cup. But you know, we only went down by a penalty goal. So it was. Mate, um, I, um, yeah, they're doing it again now. Yeah, they, yeah, they are doing it again now. It's uh, it's good to see, but the the games changed a lot. I remember um, when I was growing up. Yeah, well, they, they Lebanon didn't play in a World Cup since 2000, 2000 2017, 17 years. 
in between World Cups. Um, you know, I know you're probably uh, a little more Australianised than most Lebanese kids. Growing up in the Shire, sometimes I, yeah. I forget you're Lebanese, but um, <laughs> what what made you want to play for them? Oh, just to be honest, it's obviously for your family's one. Like I meant a lot, you know, like um, you know, your grandparents, your, my dad, my you know, cousins and that, they all loved it. And then I think just obviously as well for me, the group of boys there that I was close with, you know, you boys, like you and, and Robbie and stuff like that, um, you know, and then seeing someone like, I think Chris Saab and Nick Cassis have been there for, you know, 20 years trying to get him back into a World Cup and yeah. all the stuff they've done for it, you know, and become friends with the, those boys and to see how, how much it meant for them. It, you realise that um, it kind of rubs off on you and it, it, it means more to, yeah, 100%. to you and you realise um, oh, that. I'm, I'm the exact same, but I, I, I went into it, not reluctantly, but I wasn't like, yeah, I just, I do, yeah. to be honest, more for Robbie Farry, he kind of pressured me to doing it. Um, but looking back yeah. now, I'm so glad I did it because it was such a good experience. And well, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you were that, you were there. That five weeks together was was special. Yeah, uh, and a month with Freddie, why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. Yeah, um, good experience. Um, let's let's take us back, mate. So I said you grew up in the Shire, but uh, you're a Canola Sharks junior. Um, you know, you you played, you debuted at the Sharks, but uh, pretty early on, were nabbed by the Bulldogs. Uh, a lot of what an expectation on a young kid. How do you, how do you handle that at that age? Like, how do you deal with the pressures and expectation that comes with you know, getting a big contract at a rival club? Yeah, it was obviously um, like it's good when you get it, but it was actually um, yeah, it was pretty hard, and um, you know, it didn't work out exactly how I'd like it. But at the end of the day, it was um, that's footy, and um, I got some good years out as well. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it obviously comes with a bit of pressure and expectations, and um, yeah, even if you don't put them on yourself, or you know, you might um, have asked for them or whatever it was. You know, when I went to the Bulldogs, I thought Mike Wernus was still going to be there for a couple of years, and I'd just be, you know, learning under him and coming off the bench and learning a couple of years of him. So that was what I actually expected. So when that didn't happen, I was obviously a bit of pressure and. Um, the style of player didn't exactly suit me exactly how I grew up playing, yeah. which is um, just something that I wasn't as good at, to be honest. And um, yeah, kind of probably what I was good at, I wasn't really doing. So then I kind of just got, got lost a little bit there for a little bit. But at the end of the day, um, I was still lucky enough to play a lot of first grade and, you know, got to play the World Cup, got to play City Country, got to, oh, I've made a lot of best mates from there so I um yeah I I don't regret anything and I'm I'm grateful that I got the opportunity where you know 99% of the the country that was trying to trying to get that opportunity didn't get so I'm very grateful yeah mate you're you're spot on and we get like on this show every week we get a lot of uh plays recently retired um some have been retired a bit longer but they tell us about uh their journey of their career and and the one thing that there's a common theme there and everyone thinks that yeah they they look at an NRL player then it's Named up in lights, they're playing in front of crowds. You know, they're living the dream, getting paid good money. But you just touched on it there. There's, there's a part of the game that people don't really understand, and that's that the stress and pressure that comes with being a professional athlete. Um, doesn't matter what sport, but uh, it's not all roses. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of hurdles along the way, um, and people forget that you know we're we're just as human as anyone else. Um, so like to to go through that as a kid, you know, it would have been a tough journey. It definitely helped you become the man you are in terms of handling. Um, you know, being able to be resilient and handle stuff. Yep. But um, for a kid, it's yeah, a lot to get yeah. thrown at you. But people don't understand that. A lot of people just see you as a kid getting paid good money and they think that you should be 
just be happy with what you're getting. They don't understand that you know you're trying to push yourself to play at a high level. Um, exactly, you know, exactly. And and a lot of it is um, it's um, it's not um, you don't have control over everything. If I can say it, like if the team's not going so well at that stage and you're in that position, you know you're going to get hammered for it. You're going to get oh he's not doing this, he's not doing that. But if you're in a team that's going well and you're just doing your job, you know everyone's like oh. Yeah. He's great. He's awesome. He's done. He's and the team's winning. So yeah. that's just a bit that comes with footy, and then you can't you can't really um, control that. Stuff. Like you can do your best, obviously, to play good footy, but yep. if the team's yep. coming first and you're doing the exact same job as the, and as you're in the team coming last, your praise and the way that you're looked at by you know commentators and fans and that is complete opposite. Even though you might be doing the exact same job, and I see it in the NRL now, yeah, all the time still. Like I see some players that are just as good as a player that independent team but they're in you know the Gold Coast or the Bulldogs at the moment or whoever it is and they're not getting you know they're, they're getting talked as if they're a fringe first grader but if they were you know Penrith or the Storm you know they'd be getting talked up for rep footy so it's just how easy it can be yeah footy how, how quick it can change yeah but I, I remember my first year we made the grand final um and the first couple of years I was still a rookie but the first couple of years everyone was talking about you know how good you're playing and you know all this stuff and then the, the next couple of years where we started really going bad, I think we got second last and last. And yep. if anything, I was probably playing better footy than my first... Like, my first couple of years yeah. as a rookie, like, I wasn't playing great footy, but I was playing well on a good team. And then yep. the next couple of years, I started to develop as a player, play better footy, but because we were losing every week, everyone was start, like, questioning your performances and thinking, you know, you're going bad, you're not playing good footy. I'm like, mate, you guys actually... Are you guys watching me individually or the team? But it's... Yeah, you're right. When your team's going oh, bad, it's I mean, so much harder. Man. Oh, I mean, so many things. I mean, it's just an opportunity. Like, if you look at some, um, like, players now, like, you'd be crazy. If it's less money, but you got to get an offer to Melbourne, Roosters, um, Penrith, I'd be saying jump on it. Like, one of my one of my really close mates, Scotty Sorensen, you know, he was in and out of first grade for a few teams and that last, you know, seven, eight, nine years, and he's got his opportunity at Penrith now. He's won two grand finals in a row. He's playing for New Zealand. And, That'd you know, it's just, um, you know, Put himself to the right club. So I think if you're a younger guy coming through, you definitely um, go for the, the team that's going to be successful because I think it's going to set you up and make you a lot happier in life and just getting the big money. But then again, you've got a family. So well, well, that's, that's, that's the other point. I make this point to players all the time. So I've had players when I was playing come up to me and complain that you know the club's not budging and they're not paying them the money that they want. But I always yeah. make the argument to people like, okay, say say you're on, I don't know, 600000 and another club's offering you seven hundred thousand. If you get that seven hundred thousand, that like the extra like the more money, you just got to realize it comes with a lot more pressure. So if you're a young kid that comes through the grades and you're on two hundred thousand, but you're playing like someone that's on six hundred thousand, everyone loves you. You're a hero. The second you start getting yep. paid six hundred thousand dollars, you're playing the exact same sort of footy, but everyone thinks you've got to be playing a lot better because you're on that big money. When the oh, reality is, you're still I'm, the same player. You haven't changed. You're still the same player. You just got paid more. Yeah, exactly. When you look at David Fafita, he's still yeah. you know, he's still one of the best rows in the comp by a mile. Like no one wants to verse him. If you're a half, so you line up against him, you're worried, but he's on big money, so then he gets all these critics and oh he's not playing good and they're all this and like he's still playing good footy. You just go throw him right now, put him on the Penrith, you know, left edge or go put him outside Cameron Munster down in Melbourne and um, you know, he'd be uh, running an absolute mark. So yeah, that's with footy, I think it's there's a lot of pressure that comes in. A lot of it is out of your control, you know. A lot of it, the team's going well or you're winning games and, you know, one play obviously can't dictate that and it makes it harder. But, yeah. 
calm. That's in all sports, obviously. It's not just rugby league. Yeah, every exactly. Sport. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, Mate. a lot of pressure that comes with it to people just don't realise, but yeah. it's all part of it, I guess. <laughs> now, producer Tom's made a note here. I, I forgot about this, but when you signed at the Dogs when you are at Cronulla, uh, the yep. Sharks dropped you for I don't know, lack of loyalty, I think it was, but how, how did you go about that period when you knew you should be playing first grade and they had, they had you in reserve grade? Oh, it is what it is. Like, that's just, I'm not the first person that happened to. It's probably happened to, um, I don't know, hundreds of people, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah I was like, obviously, I was upset. I was young because I'd only played one first grade game. So I was like, just getting tired. And then I, was, I think I was, you know, trained, did, I was in the team that week and did a few training sessions. And when I told them I signed, I, I dropped. But um, I don't blame them. Like, you know, why are they going to develop me, I guess? Yeah. Who, who was the coach at the time? Um, I think it was Peter Sharp. He Sharpie. Could, uh, was when Flano was suspended and then Sharpie yeah. come in. Yeah, I'm not too sure if it was Sharpie's call or anything like that. Um, he's a pretty cool dude. I don't, I don't think it was his call, but um, yeah, it happened and I went back to play reserve grade and I think I come back for a game of first grade after that and then I got, got to play in the city country game, which was awesome. Ah, then, I yes. come back down, I went back, then I come back down and I played reserve grade the week after, so it was a bit of a roller coaster <laughs> few weeks. But um, uh, it is. So did you play City Country like, after one one game? Uh, two games. I think I played yeah. two games. I'm pretty sure it was two games. Yeah. How good's um, that? Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Then I come back, I played reserve grade again. Then I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And I um, I had a, a really good bunch of boys in the reserve grade that year. Like they were playing with like Nathan Gardner and. Some players on that that were yeah, I'll play with guards. Uh, yeah, so it was a good crew. So I didn't really mind to be honest. Yeah, yeah, mate. When you look back at your career, what's what's one of like some of your favourite things about you know professional sport and being an athlete? Oh, obviously, you're getting paid to be fit, which is unbelievable. Like, everyone wants that, but probably just you know, going to train every day and seeing all your mates. You know what I mean? Like obviously, you train hard. You're not there for a laugh or anything, but in those down times in between and stuff like. You with you with a bunch of guys that become your your family basically. So um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to be honest, having that mateship around all the time. I think that's what people struggle with the most. You hear so many players when they retire, they're missing that um you know that team Lovely. setting where they're with all their mates and stuff, and they just go into a normal job where they don't really you know they're not that you know they're just another person. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think um for me that was what I missed the most when I when I finished up. Yeah, that's, and yeah, you talk about finishing up, but in the next job, give us a bit of an idea of what you're doing yourself now. Yeah, I'm just um, project managing now with our our great mate James Maroon, having a <laughs> bit of fun there. So, yeah, um, anyone needing uh, really anyone needing a house built, intro build, is it intro build? Yep. 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 Intro build constructions. So yep. now I'm enjoying that and doing some stuff on doing um, some other little stuff on the side with that kind of building stuff, which I'm really enjoying. So. But um, um, I've always liked it. Like I was doing some of that when I was uh, when I was playing. Yeah. So I was, it was a bit of an easier transition for me, where other people, I guess, have to find a job that they want to do and start from scratch. Or I was kind of just, you know, I already had my trade and and stuff like that. So it was probably an easier transition for me. So I'm very grateful, especially for for, for James that I work for. That yeah. um, he took me on board straight away. Like he's, um, I owe him a lot because he um didn't hesitate when I. That I wanted to come work with him. So, yeah. yeah. What's um? Yep. Yeah. Like you're very young still. So are you 27? 29. 29. 29. 29 yeah. Okay, 29. But yeah, no, you, how old were you when you finished playing? 
27. 27, okay. What was that? Like, was it hard to completely wrap up knowing that you're still only young and had plenty of, like, you know, years in you? Still um, do, yeah, still but do. no. Like, yeah. Like, I was at a point where I was a bit frustrated with a lot of things. I just didn't... At that time, I probably was just like, oh, stuff, I don't care. Like, I wasn't really... I don't know, going hard to keep going, if that makes sense. You yeah. know, I didn't want to go over to England or anything like that. I had two kids. I just didn't want to... You know, that was probably an option at the time to go over there and then, you know, maybe come back or even to stay here on, like, a, a minimum wage thing. And money was nothing, not the issue. It was nothing to do with that. I just kind of didn't really have that um, fire at that time. Yeah. Um, it's frustrating a little bit because, like like I said before, you know, if you were in a team, you know, you were at the Roosters the last 10 years. Yeah, 100%. You know, you're getting, you're getting yeah. raps and you, this and that, but, you know, we struggled, obviously, especially at the back end of the last few years. You know, the team was coming, the couple were coming last and we weren't winning games. And, you know, you just... You know, it's it messy. It's, the club gets yeah. messy. People start pointing the fingers and blaming people. And, exactly. You know, you yeah. can't win. And obviously, um, uh, that that was hard. So it's like, oh, it would have been nice to have a, like, you know, at a, like a team that, like, say, well, I, I love the Bulldogs. I didn't actually want to, I don't mean leave there, but I was just wish sure, like, if we were more successful or whatever, it would have been probably just easier, I guess, to, to keep playing and, you know, could have been a different career or a different outcome. But at the end of the day, um, I don't regret anything. And, no, I made really good friends, and yeah, this is, um, mate. You know, you, you know, for listeners at home that don't know, you didn't completely stop. You, 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 you had an extra little sneaky season after your rugby, <laughs> playing for the Cronulla yeah. Canberra Sharks under the great guidance of Coach Joseph Leisha. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went back there for and a year. I went, was... I went and watched your grand final at, at the Combank Stadium, and it yep. was one of the best grand finals I've seen in my whole life. It was twenty. It was twenty-two or twenty-six nil. Twenty-six nil. Twenty-six nil, minutes. and they were all over yeah. you. They were dom- I thought it was going to be about sixty yeah. nil game. Um, and then what was it at halftime? Twenty-six-six. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, at halftime, and I was lucky enough. I had the, uh, the 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 gift of being able to go into the halftime sheds and see Michael and Joseph, the father son tag team, inspire inspire our rugby league team to victory. <laughs> and uh, they came yeah, back from 26-0 yeah, and won the game, a grand final. What, it was just yeah. a special moment. Hey, what was that like? That, yeah. that was honestly one of the, when you asked me before, like, what are the things you remember? That was actually one of the best, easily, in the top three. Like, it sounds a bit weird, but just to go back and with all the guys that you grew up with, and like, we're still versing a pretty good um, comp because we all just went to go back and play club footy that year. And then they wouldn't let us play that comp. So they're saying, oh, we had too many people that had played rep footy before. But these guys have played 10 years ago, played, you know, under 20s and whatever. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Guys that haven't played footy in five years. But So then they put us in the Sydney Shield. But then, obviously, because of COVID, there was no New South Wales Cup, no under 20s. And <laughs> That's right. So all the players dropped back and they're all playing there. So it was actually <laughs> a pretty good comp. We had guys that were, hadn't played in years, were fat, were drinking, were everything. And we went out and we... Um, we won the cob, so it was unbelievable. Man, that was probably one of the best um, best memories because you just got good to go back to your roots with your guys, and that's where I come from, you know, with that team, and um, go back and win the cob. There's, you know, a few of my best mates were in that team, so it was. Doesn't that say um, a lot about sport, though? So, like, sport's got the the opportunity for you to enjoy that, and you look back, you played it at the highest level. Everyone thinks that you know NRL is amazing, but yeah, it comes with that stress and pressure. But you just spoke about then playing with your mates. Doesn't really matter what level you're at. I think there's something special about enjoying each other's company and, and, and being the right group and having fun with each other. And that's 
you know, it doesn't have to be at the NRL level to have fun and make special memories. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, like I said, it was one of the best um, best memories I've I've ever had with rugby league, and um, it was good to go back, especially going with my old man. That was pretty cool. And um, yeah, like I said, some of my mates that haven't been playing footy in four or five years are all um, all a bit overweight and um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, having a bit of fun. But uh, it was good, mate. It was really good. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely remember that. Now, mate, you've, you've I've been obviously been good mates with you, but I've seen you go through a fair bit over the last couple of years. We won't go into detail, but how do you like most retired players that we that we speak to? They they talk about you know they they kind of get left on their own. They go from being told where to be, what time to eat, what where, what to wear, yep. routine of playing in rugby league, and then kind of get tossed out, and you're kind of on your own. How do you um yep. how do how do you handle that, and how's your headspace been in retirement? Have you Manage to, because yeah. I feel like you've you've done, like I know a lot of retired players. You've seemed like you land on your feet pretty comfortably, and you actually are good and passionate about what you do now, which is you know can't be said for a lot of players that are retired. Yeah, for sure. Like I had a bit of a role those a couple of years, but um, now I'm more settled. I'm really um, I'm really happy with work with my, my um, I've got an awesome partner, um, Jenna, which you obviously you obviously know personally, but. Um, she like is really good for me. Um, helps with everything. Like, um, is pretty involved when I talk about stuff that I want to do, building, etc. So she's um, that obviously helps having someone that um, pushes you and wants you to. It, she's interested in it as well, which makes it better for me. So she's been a massive reason probably for where I am at the moment and how happy I am. She's um, uh, she's really, really um, I don't know. Just, it's made me happy, and then obviously I got my my two my two beautiful kids as well. So, you know, I got I got those three in my life, and then I got awesome parents, like I said. And then, um, I think you know I've been mentioned a few times now, but old James Maroon Gabs, he's, he's yeah. my boss, and he's been there um, for everything, and he's really helped me out and to transition me from footy to um, to work as as good as he has, you know. And the last couple of years he's been really um, lenient with with a lot of things. And, Help me out, and yeah, so I probably owe those those people the most. Well, that's 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 the difference with you. I think like um, a lot of people hang on and they wish they could still play and wish they had opportunity to play again. You you've had opportunity, like you can, if you wanted to, even right now, you can. I'm sure you could find a contract somewhere, anywhere, like yeah. you know, overseas or local grade, like footy or reserve grade. But even Lebanon played for the World Cup, like you could have done it. I just feel like you're so comfortable in your skin right now. I feel like you, you know you're not someone that's hanging on and, you know, living in a bygone era wishing you could still play. It's actually a really good time for you to see that you're comfortable in what you're doing and you're not pretending like you're still a footy player. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you, you, sometimes you go through things in life and then you see a bigger picture and you just say, you know, footy's just a time. When people used to hear it all the time, say, oh, footy's not everything, it's just a part of your life. But really, at the time when you're playing it, it is everything and it has to be everything if you're in the NRL otherwise. You'll, you you won't play a game of NRL or footy, you know. Yeah, yeah. So when you're playing, it is everything. But then when you step away from it, you realise um, it's just a small part. There's so many good like other good things, and yeah, I am comfortable with not playing anymore. I don't have that um, thing of oh, I wish I was just still still playing footy or anything like that. Like I said, I probably have had a few opportunities where I could have gone back and played some footy, but I just um, I'm yeah, I'm comfortable where I'm at now, and I'm excited for the new chapters that. Um, you know, that I have with work and my partner, Jenna, and all that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to everything else. Speaking of Jenna, you are punching just quietly. We'll, uh, we'll just put that on the record. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm a beautiful man. Yeah, oh, I think you're out of your league at this moment. <laughs> nah, I'm punching. I'm <laughs> head, yeah, mate. <laughs> I, um, I'm lucky, man. You, you, yeah, you certainly are lucky, man, mate. And your kids are legends as well. Um, now, where do you see yourself in you know in five, ten years' time? I know you're Lebanese, so there's some kind of development in the future plans, probably. Uh, is it? Is it? What do you see yourself doing more in the property stuff? <laughs> yeah, just keep doing that stuff. I really enjoy it. So. Um, yeah, just, just um, learn more and more about her all, and then hopefully, yeah, just be able to set my um, my family up. And would you would you ever get involved in sport again? Life. Like, would you ever get involved with coaching or training? Yeah, well, I went back and just coached my son's little under fifteen team last year just for a little bit. That was a bit of fun, but in on a serious note, like proper proper footy, like older boys. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it, but it obviously takes a lot of time up. I don't think people realise like. You even see the coaches that go coach Harold Matt and SG Ball. They're yeah. doing massive hours. They're getting into training at 3 o'clock and they're not leaving until 8 o'clock and yeah. cutting video and your whole weekend's going footy. And, and they're barely getting paid for it if, if they do get paid for it so much, is it? Yeah, exactly. So no matter what, what, as soon as it becomes semi-professional, you're doing big hours, you know. And it's, it's a big process before you get into like a, an NRL team to, to be training them and helping out and all that kind of stuff. So it'd be pretty hard to do. Like it, um, I probably wouldn't see myself ever doing anything like that, but I definitely, you know, doing stuff with the younger boys and stuff is something that um, I wouldn't mind doing again. So. Mate, now hear me yeah. out. Hear me out. Have you seen uh, the Walker Brothers coaching Queensland Cup? That could be me and you. That could be you and Joe Leacher. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh. You and your old man coaching together. He Let's face it, he's got his track record. He's got a premiership. Um, as a coach, he's got a, he's got a few. He won all our grand finals growing up, but he um just hang, he hangs on to it. Don't worry about that. I hear about it all the time. Or it could be like a Benji Marshall, <laughs> Tim Sheens kind of thing, where you, you know you, you you learn under him for two years, do your apprenticeship under Joe, and then you take the reins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what he'll teach me, but we'll see how we go. Right, I'm Maybe. sure he's taught you plenty. I'm sure he's taught you plenty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 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 I, I don't know. Is this our policies? But uh, you have a few celebrations coming up in the next couple of months. Um, What's that, sorry? You have a few celebrations coming up over the next few months. Um, yes, big wedding next year, which we're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bucks night as well. Unfortunately, I can't make it. I'm overseas, but I, yeah. uh, I've i got a bit of FOMO. I will be... Oh, you know what? It's, it's speaking right. of FOMO, I, I do get FOMO pretty easily, but we spoke about at the start of the show... Watching the boys celebrate after the, the winning uh, that in the sheds that like, on the footy field I couldn't care less like score, them scoring tries nah, and nah. high fiving I don't care about that like all I think about when I watch football is how much how tired I was on the field that's all like I was too tired to enjoy it I know but then I'll watch them walking into the change rooms yeah 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 the boys singing the songs and having a laugh I'm like that that's what I miss the most yeah. that's a part like. Take footy away any day. Um, we should become like professional, yeah. like uh, social captains. Like just go to go to team environments and just look after their social life. Uh, I, I, I think you'd be great at that. You're, you're actually a big socializer, but well, we had you're, uh, um, you're always out at lunches, dinners. Yeah, I'm talking about like, yeah, but like organizing for the team. I remember my first city country game. I was uh, Freddie Freddie ca- uh, coached us, but he brought um, Mark Waddell. To the team, yeah. Yeah, and 
he had no role. It, he wasn't assistant coach. He wasn't trying. I wasn't physio. His role was party liaison officer, social coach. <laughs> he was a social coach. Yeah, he's one of the greats. He's so, one of the greats. So he organised our team drink. He organised the like the everything. He just um, and he told us this, this is how you win games, boys, by bonding. Um, but yeah, y'all could see you having that role. Just, just travel with the Lebanese team, organise their get-togethers, their oh. lunches, dinners. That would be a great, um, great job. That's well, probably what James Maroon is going to go over and do. Right in, it? <laughs> uh, far no, well, mate, I, um, I really, really appreciate your time. I, 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 I know. Listen, I know I'm your, I'm your mate, and it's very, very easy to talk highly of you, but I. I can't explain, mate, how how good of a guy you are. You are you've you've been such a one a loyal friend to me. But re- forget the footy, like playing footy together is fun and we enjoy it. But um, to see that you know the person you are, the father you are, um, the way you carry yourself, you, you, you know your passion and your skill post football, mate, you're a real credit to yourself. You, you should be proud of um, you know what you're doing at the moment, the way you handle yourself in retirement. And I can't wait to see you start developing sky risers and be uh, the next. Um, Harry Trickerboff. Love you, mate. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Love you, mate. Love you too, mate. You're a legend. Cheers. Talk soon, brother. Thank you. See you Cheers. Bye. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.